everyone to the final episode of season two of One of Us as a Filmmaker podcast. It's come around already. I know, it's been, uh, it feels like it's been ages, but actually it hasn't been that long to be honest. No, 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 not very long. uh, My name's Orion. And my name is Cassia. And we formed the dynamic duo that is One of Us as a Filmmaker. Um, (laughs) Why are you laughing at that? We are a dynamic duo. Are we? Love it. I think so. But um, yeah, we were kind of, um, for a while, undecided about what we would do to close out the series. Mm. Um, Or the season, I should say. And uh, I came up with the idea. Yeah, he did. We should talk about... uh, (laughs) So I'm just laughing because just before we decided to press record, Orion said, oh, is this a bad idea? Should we not do this? (laughs) (laughs) Well... You know how sometimes you have that self-doubt? You have mm. you second-guess yourself. You do. But actually... Filmmakers do it all the time. <laughs> so, and I'm not even the filmmaker of no, us, no, so exactly. there you go. But, yeah, I decided that we should do it about what makes a perfect movie, and hopefully we can give some examples of our own perfect movies. Mm. Because we talk about we talk about so many different movies, especially on this podcast. Well, we've gone through, like, every single genre almost, mm. um, spanned, what, two decades, maybe three decades yes. worth of movies. Yep. So, you know, there's bound to be some perfect ones in there. There's bound to be probably some less than perfect ones, <laughs> too. Um, but And we've talked a lot about our, our like, top films, like, our favourite films. Mm. But I don't know if we've actually spoken about what makes, like, something a perfect movie, like, how you judge a perfect movie. I mean, I have a lot of favourite movies, which are different, I would say, to perfect movies. Yeah. I had the most amazing weekend just now. I went to the Royal Albert Hall. Mm. to watch The Two Towers, Lord of the Rings. Right. And they had a live orchestra, which was amazing. And then luckily, out of nowhere, Cineworld, my local, was doing The Fellowship of the Ring the night before. Ideal. So I went to see that in the Cineworld the night before. Mate. And then Sunday, I went to my friend George's and we watched... Uh, what was the cool film called? Return of the King. <laughs> Return of the King. So I had a blank moment. How many? You've watched this like what? How many times? No, no, no. I've seen Lord of the Rings many a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sadly, the two towers in the Royal Albert Hall was not the extended edition, but I could overlook that. It was fine. I suppose four hours of playing <laughs> for those guys. I mean, that's quite intense. A lot of the extra time for the extended editions is just credits. It's like half an hour of credits at the end. Very is long. It? There's a lot of credits. Well, yet. to be fair. They are massive movies. I'm not surprised yeah. that there's, like, thousands of people working there on There was films. one really funny credit that we read uh, at the Royal Albert Hall, which was Rohan refugee children. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I guess that's what the characters would have been called yeah. on the call sheet. <laughs> but yeah. you made me laugh. I was like, oh, yeah, there I are. Mean, I mean, they are them. refugees in the film. I know. It just made me laugh for yeah. a moment. It's good. <laughs> did they, did they, they didn't pause at any point for the orchestra. They just didn't No, they continue. did. They had an intermission. Okay. That makes sense, actually. I, yeah. I would have thought for... For a live orchestra, three hours straight is intense. Yeah, it was it was um, hard going on them, I think. But some of them only had like two bits to do in like the whole of the film, so they right. were just then sat and yeah. Put I their mean, head back and just, <laughs> what, what what point did they do the intermission? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I, I can't even remember. What was it? I, I literally can't remember. Oh dear. Mm, it was in a point that felt natural, but. Right. Being myself, I've been brain frazzled already at the start of this week, so I can't remember anything. That's fine. fine. (laughs) I've been to the Royal Outback Hall before, but I saw um, Magic at the Musicals. So it was like, it was the music of Broadway musicals. But Ah. some of the musicals were films, like they had songs from Frozen, the musical, which was obviously Frozen the film. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen a live orchestra do like a orchestra of a film. It's quite 
interesting because the sound mix is like really leveled out so there's not no the, the dynamics of the sound mix are in the film and because I've seen the film so many times I'm so familiar with them oh, yeah. it's really weird because there's certain sounds which you can't really hear which are like really heightened mm. in the actual films um, and also the dialogue is brought really far forward so the dialogue was all quite loud right because it, it had to so, be yeah the orchestra is yeah. super loud yeah. uh, so you don't get like the same dynamics as you do when you watch the films but it's really interesting it was really cool it's mm. very impressive it made the um, Battle of Helm's Deep really hit hard oh I could imagine actually yeah just heard the boom yeah, it's yeah. very exciting that, is, that sounds exciting Sounds good. Well, the Return of the King, they're doing it at Royal Albert Hall next uh, next spring. Yeah. It's you like might, I should sell might, tickets for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might tell me about that and then go, oh, I booked it with my friends instead. Yeah. <laughs> I did that with a show recently with yeah, Jiggy. It did make me laugh. No, yeah. but it's all right. Um, I guess maybe we should get into it. Yeah. I mean, this was your idea. Where do you want to start? <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about what makes a perfect movie. I think that's important to start with. Because then we can talk about like, mm. okay... What perfect movies do we have and then why, you know? Sure. But what do you think, and trying again, as you said, to avoid all kind of innate bias of, like, favourite movies, yes. what creates a perfect film in your eyes? So for me, yeah, I think it's the elements of filmmaking, so that's cinematography, production design, performance, uh, editing, sound. It's all those things coming together to evoke a really cohesive and strong feeling of the film so the aesthetic is there and the tone mm. but then also equally has a great story and great characters right so you need both those things i think working in unison mm -hmm. to make a perfect film so you're saying for you it's the coherence of the filmmaking side mm. but then also the need to have a narrative and characters which are compelling in and of themselves exactly right okay that's it. In a nutshell, that's what I think great filmmaking is. And that's why it's so rare to get perfect movies, I think. Yeah. <laughs> because filmmaking is so hard to get all those elements right, mm -hmm. to have it all feel cohesive and be executed at such a good level. Or, I hate the word good, actually. Good's not a good word to use. Have it at uh, a cohesive level. Mm -hmm. uh, that's really hard. Yeah. Especially because films are cooperative projects exactly and even if there are films that everyone says are masterpieces i still might not like them because they're subjective mm. uh, you know subjective in terms of whether i like whatever the element is or if i like the story or if i like the characters or not which is why i think it's really i don't really like calling films either good or bad that often mm -hmm. because it's it's hard because like what is good and bad to me something that's good is bad to someone else yeah um, but i think perfect or at least reaching almost perfection you could i could step back and look at a movie and be like that is a really almost perfectly executed movie yeah. in what they were trying to do in yeah. using those elements. I think that's that's what I would touch on, is every film is different. Mm. And and you might have a comedy film that's perfect and you might have a horror film that's completely different. Like, yeah. But they're, what they both do to make them perfect, as you said, is like they achieve what they're going for. Yes. You exactly. know? And I suppose if I were to say what I think makes a perfect movie, I think it needs that element of cohesion across mm. the board it needs to strive for something and it needs to achieve it in all the departments that you said uh, cinematography direction um it, it, even i would say acting oh um, acting lighting. is like one of the most important well things. exactly <laughs> i mean sound um it all needs to be part of a cohesive whole and not have weird detractions and obviously it needs compelling characters compelling narrative there's one element i would want mm -hmm. from a perfect movie as well Ooh. I think perfect movies need to 
in my eyes. I, oh. Again, I don't want to speak to everyone, but I think perfect movies need to evoke some sort of reality of the human experience. Oh, so you like something uh, that hits home, that connects with emotional but or I, psyche or yeah. something social. Yeah, it need, I think it needs to... It has to have some gravitas. It does. It needs to have something that relates to the human experience. Mm. Because, for example, we've mentioned this before, but uh, what... Oh, I've forgotten the name of it now. <laughs> oh, no. What was that film with Rihanna in, the space film? Valerian. Valerian. We've spoken about this before. <laughs> but what is the problem with Valerian? It's that it doesn't actually have any sort of reality of the human experience in it. Mm. So you just end up with a mess of something. You think it's like just, it's basically, it's actually visual but and hollow in a way. Yes, it's that hollow nature. Whereas you could have a drama which is a perfect film because it has all that emotion. Equally, you could have the most unrealistic sci-fi gore thing that would never happen in reality. But if what it's doing is exploring emotion and like a human experience and it does that well, that to me is the element that would make it a perfect film. Ah. Yeah. You know, I've looked up some famous filmmakers and what they think is perfect movies. Oh, you have? I have, yeah. I do. Well, I think I should tell you some of them because it's kind of interesting to think about what we're talking about Mm -hmm. and what they've picked. Mm. Um, Do you think uh, Helen Mirren's perfect movie is Dodgeball? Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I think Helen Mirren's perfect movie is Dodgeball. Funny. Well, Jordan Peele, great director, he, one of his perfect movies, Mm. he says about this film, debatably the greatest film of any genre. Any genre? Yeah, it's a Steven Spielberg film. Wow. Which film do you think it might be? I'm going to say Schindler's List. Nope. Okay. Um, Think about the type of director George, Jordan Peele is. Bit of he's, horror. He's, yeah, he's a bit of horror. Um, Spielberg, E.T.? Nope. <laughs> You're just like, hmm. <laughs> now, now I want to say something like, oh, Jurassic Park? Nope. <laughs> just begin with a J, though. Jumanji? No, that's, no, not, that's, not, Spielberg. that's not Spielberg, is it? I don't think so. No, it's not Spielberg. It's definitely not Spielberg, okay, actually. Okay, it's with okay. someone else. But no, it's not Jumanji. Okay, okay no, I can't think now. Uh, uh, my mind's gone. <laughs> but I named, I, 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 what I was trying to do was name... When I started off, I was like trying to name something that wasn't like going to be his one of his main films, mm. even though I then said Jurassic Park and E.T. Yeah. But there you go. It is uh, a Steven Spielberg classic. Third. Jaws? Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Jaws. Which I think you can actually really see. I know we... So... I went to see Nope. Jiggy went to see Nope. Mm -hmm. Jiggy did not like Nope. Mm. I loved Nope. I think it actually is a masterpiece. But you can see a lot of influence from Jaws, I think, in Nope. At a separate point there. Funnily enough, Mm. I didn't like Jaws when I watched it. Well, there you go. I... It's really hard to be objective about it because... But it came out at the time. 75. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. But... We're going to need a bigger boat. (laughs) I would say against that point, good films should feel timeless. Yeah. And although Jaws to some people might feel timeless, I watch Jaws now. Doesn't feel timeless. It doesn't, to you. doesn't feel like it's aged well at all. Yeah, well, you're that Gen Z, right? You know. Gen Z? No, what are you? I'm like on the cusp of Gen Z. I'm like. Millennial. millennial. Gen Z. I'm like the I'm, very end of millennial. Yeah, because I'm very more millennial than you are. I feel like I need to put you in a different Is category a over there. No. <laughs> anyway, never mind. Basically, Jordan Peele thinks Jaws is one of the perfect movies. Right. Greta Gerwig, this is mm. one of her perfect movies. I'll tell you what it is, I don't think you'll guess it. It's an Alfred Hitchcock movie. It's The 39 Steps, which, oh, shamefully, I haven't actually seen. 
My favourite Alfred Hitchcock movie is Rear Window. I haven't actually watched an Alfred Hitchcock movie. I've, have you not watched I haven't Psycho. watched Psycho. I haven't done any of that. The reason I've partly... Have you watched a bit? No. Well, you just said you haven't seen any. No, so why am I asking you the questions? I haven't seen any. But no, the, <laughs> the reason I haven't watched Hitchcock movies is I'm not that interested. Okay, well, for me, there are certain Hitchcock movies which I do think are timeless. Now that Greta's recommended The 39 Steps, I might go watch that later mm. tonight, if, if I can find it somewhere. Uh, Rear Window is one of my favourite movies. It's so good. I would recommend watching that. Uh, birds, classic. I don't the like... Birds it. is supposed to be scary. It is scary. I don't like pigeons as well. So right, <laughs> really hits Terrible. hard for me. It, it connects with the human <laughs> it does it. the human experience. I see. Me and the birds. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Greta Gerwig, I mean, mm. I bet now mm-hmm. lots of people probably would say Barbie is a perfect movie. Would they? A lot of people went to see that film and absolutely loved it. Yeah, but would they still be able to make the distinction between a perfect movie and their favourite movie? Mm, I don't know. I don't think Barbie's a perfect movie, uh. but... I'm just saying I've, like, from the reactions I've seen online, from, like, personal anecdotal reactions, like, speaking to people, like, I think people really liked Barbie. But I've talked to a lot of filmmakers, Mm. and um, general consensus is even if they really, really like it, they all say, but it is flawed, or, like, the narrative's a bit weak, or whatever, whatever. So, I don't know, I, I don't think I've spoken to anyone that they've been like, it is the best film ever created in the universe. Mm. But... But maybe, I mean, hey, we speak But to it doesn't people. necessarily need to be the best film ever created because no. perfect, as I said, can mm. be, like, across multiple genres, across multiple themes. Like, it, they're all so different. So there can be multiple perfect movies, you know, in their own right, as long as they're achieving what they set out to achieve. Yes. I guess the question is then, did Bobby do that? Yeah. Um, well, Del Toro has a Ooh. perfect movie. I have a love-hate relationship with uh, Guillermo del Toro. Do you actually? Well, because I saw Pacific Rim, and I thought that was god-awful. Oh, no. And then I, I watched Pan's Labyrinth, and I thought that was amazing. The thing with Pacific Rim, is it, is it based on a game or something? No. Is it not? I no. thought it was based on something. No. It was an original idea, I'm pretty sure. Oh, well, I have Unless there's it. a comic book. Ah, uh, it might be a comic book. Well, anyway, we're not judging. I'm basically going to say what he thinks okay, okay. is one of his perfect movies. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let you guess this one. Did he say it was Pan's Labyrinth? No. It is a Will Smith film. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. iRobot? Nope. Oof. Um, Underrated masterpiece, though, I think. I do think iRobot was actually incredibly ahead of its time. Um, <laughs> that's funny to think about, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> iRobot. Um, Will Smith. Um, I can't imagine it's The Pursuit of Happiness. No. Right, that wasn't very good. Um, Men in Black? Yep. Really? He says, so a quote from uh, Del Toro is, Mm. the first Men in Black movie is a perfect movie. The way it introduces you to that secret world and the inner workings and the inner sanctum of that secret world is perfect from every aspect of it. There you go. You know what? Looking back at Men in Black, actually, it was very, very good. Yeah, it's great. It is. It is a great film. I think... Even the second one, I'd say, started to... Yeah, I mean, he, could, he follows up with that. The the others did not sort of follow mm. uh, quite quite so well. As we said, the uh, sequels and prequels, they're hard to do. They are hard to do, um, which is, I guess, why Lord of the Rings is uh, pretty good. Um, yeah. Pretty good. Excuse me. Well... The best. There you go. Perfect movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, even I wouldn't call Lord of the Rings a yeah, perfect movie. that's what I was going to say. I, I bet you wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't call... It for me. Do you know there's a, another famous director 
Well, I don't know if there's another. I can tell you the director. There are, well, there are many yeah. famous directors. <laughs> Tarantino. Yep, Tarantino. And uh, he also puts Jaws as one of the perfect movies. Mm. He's got a list of six perfect movies. Wow, he's consolidated it. He has. There's one on... Well, there's there's six, as I've said, but I can't be able to go through all of them. Mm. Uh, but what I will say is that there's a 1985 classic that's on that list. 1985? We watch this. We enjoy it. You, no, I'm sure I've, I've watched it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just... There are a lot of films that came out. Robert that Zemeckis? The Goonies? Nope. Oh. <laughs> Played myself there. I was really excited. I thought it was you. Um, There's a picture in here. Zemeckis. I'm pretty sure it was Robert Zemeckis. What else has he done? Back to to the Future. Back to the Future, yeah. Uh, For those of you who don't know, I have a uh, Back to the Future poster in my room, which uh, maybe we'll get a little quick snap of (laughs) the Instagram. Um, A bit of context for the the viewers. Um, But yeah, uh, fair enough. I mean, Back to the Future is a pretty good film. Yeah. Is it perfect to you, though? You know what? (laughs) It's, It's reflecting now. You know what, what? I think, I was about to say, I'm not sure the elements of, like, reflecting on the human experience and that kind of emotion are in that film. Even though I know it's meant to be a comedy, um, so it's supposed to be kind of, like, inherently funny, but even comedies, I think, need that sort of gravitas. Mm. For me, I think Back to the Future slightly lacks that, so I wouldn't call it perfect, but if what I'm looking for (laughs) is a really, really fun film... I can't think of a much better one than Back to the Future. Yeah, that's hard because it's like, are we thinking of perfect movies within the context of the genre? Like, yes. if you're going mm. after horror and it's a great film but doesn't actually hit what you're expecting from horror conventions, can it be a perfect horror? That's a, that's a big question there. No, I think it can. For me, I think mm. it can. Uh, I think, as I said, across all genres, I need that level of, like, gravitas, the human experience and mm. emotion to be in it. And sometimes I think Back to the Future doesn't have that. But if we're talking about genre mm. and we're talking about comedy, mm. I would call Back to the Future probably one of the best comedies. Oh. I would even probably call it one of the best adventure films. Very nice. Yeah. So I completely respect Tarantino's uh, judgment there. Yeah. Ah, very enough, good. Fair. What do you think? What do you think? On Back to the Future? Yeah, on Back to the Future. I think it's good. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say it's perfect, but I... I think I really like Back to the Future a lot. It's very nostalgic for us. We'll probably do a Back to the Future episode at some point. Mm-hmm. Holler if you want us to do that. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I guess I've never thought in my head of it as like a cinematic masterpiece. Maybe I should. Maybe I need to reflect on that, mm-hmm. whether it's perfect or not. I really enjoy it. Uh, perfect. I, I can't say right now. I can't say. I need more time to think about it. Okay. I need to rewatch. I need to think. It's fine. Think it through. Do you have any more directors? Uh, no, no. But what I do have... It, no, no. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> uh, no, I don't have any more directors. But what I do have are people's... Um, people who've reached out to on Instagram. Oh, great. We do have their perfect movies, but also they've said what they think makes a perfect movie. Great. And since we're sort of in that space, I would like to share with you some of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, this is great. I love hearing from the fans. Uh, from the fans. Yeah. <laughs> so, from the fans. Uh, so one person on Instagram said, what makes a perfect movie? It has to simmer, not burn. You get me. Slow and pulling, passively pushing you to think. I actually like this passively pushing you to think. So what I really mm. like are films where they, they do something to you emotionally. They're making you question things, but it's not sort of hitting you over the head with something. It's, it's something that lingers with you, and then you go away and you talk about it, you think about it. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good, interesting That was point. a really, really good way of thinking about it. Because I'm thinking of like... You know, I'm not saying that this is for me is the perfect movie criteria, but you know what? Some of the best films I've watched are ones where you come out of it 
and you cannot stop thinking about what it means, about its mm-hmm. themes, about what it's trying to say. It's messaging like, uh, yeah, the slow kind of pulling, the simmer, don't burn. I like yeah, that. Yeah, the simmer. Yeah, I like that. I mean, one person very kindly said, what makes a perfect movie, the next one you make, meaning me, Oh, get back to work. So that's what I've been told. Yikes. My debut feature then got to be perfect. Well, so whenever stay that's tuned, coming. Folks. Yeah, stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. You might be staying tuned for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, here it goes. Yeah. Um, and then someone said that uh, perfect movie doesn't exist. So there you go. There's an existential question for you. That is that's deep. That is really deep. Do you think perfect movies can exist? Perfect movies. So I think, like, there is something nice mm-hmm. in, in the idea that, like, nothing's perfect, everything can be improved upon. I like that idea. But actually, sometimes I think that doesn't that does a bit of a disservice to those things which are truly incredible. Sure. You know, like something you really want to point out and just go, actually... That was pretty near that perfect. Was, yeah, that was it. It's touching perfection. That's what I want. You know, I take something from that, and mm-hmm. what I take from that is perfect because it's what I take from it. In nice. a really good way. I mean, was someone else said, and it's kind of similar to what you said about what makes films perfect, is mm. the connection in the film world to everyday life. Mm. The deeper the connection, the better. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's very similar to my point. I completely understand what they're trying to say with that because I think, as I said, like if you don't have some sort of thing relating to the human experience, in essence, the story becomes unrelatable. It becomes uh, like... It becomes almost unfathomable. We can't really understand it. Mm. Um, and I think at that point you're going into a bit of like existentialism, which just kind of, it runs away from like what we actually think and feel, you know, and I, I don't think that's perfect filmmaking. I see. Well, I've got quite a lot of suggestions for what people's favourite movies are. Okay. So, but why don't we talk about arts first? If we Should have, do us. Okay. Go for it. Well, why don't you go first? Because this is your idea. So. Okay, okay. So I've... I've got two that I want to talk about. Ooh. I do not know what these two are. You know what? Do you have more than one? I have quite a lot, but, I'm going, to try, but I'm going to try and just okay. pick one or two. So maybe say. I do one, then you do one. Okay. Okay. So I'll choose my first one. Mm. I'm going with The Descendants. Yes, I know you like that movie. I do like that movie. I watched it last night, in fact. <laughs> in preparation. <laughs> just to remind yourself. Well, because I watched it a couple of months ago, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it one more time, mm-hmm. just to make sure I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a change on the podcast. Now... <laughs> Well, that was just beautiful, wasn't it? Um, so, <laughs> The Descendants. Why do I think The Descendants is a perfect movie? Maybe you quickly say what The Descendants is. Oh, okay. I don't know if a lot of people would have seen it. Right, 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 of course. Um, so, The Descendants uh, is a film starring George Clooney and Shailene Woodley, and it's basically about this family who are experiencing um, this progressive death of their mother who was in a boating accident, or their, you know, the wife, the mother, who was in a boating accident. And the whole story revolves around them coming to terms with that. Mm-hmm. That's the entire story. And in amongst this, they're also dealing with these this land ownership rights dispute with land in Hawaii. So it touches on like those kind of corporate and uh, land owning themes. Yeah, I mean it's a pretty simple story, mm-hmm. right? That's why it doesn't need to be complex. It's yeah. very it's very um, very simple. But what it does is in that simplicity, it's so beautifully done. Mm. I think the cinematography is just incredible. Some of the shots are just amazing. Every performance was standout for me. I, I think oh. every single person in that film. It's even got, um, what's his name? Uh, Shaggy. Oh, yeah, what's his name? He's hilarious, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, uh, the name will probably come to me later. Yeah, yeah. From the Freddie Prince yeah, Jr. Yeah. era. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
you know, just just everyone in that film is so good, mm-hmm. and it uses. Usually, I hate when films throw in too much um, exposition unnecessarily, but actually, it also uses this, you know, inner monologue of the main character, George, George Clooney's character, to kind of subtly push the exposition. Even if sometimes it's not subtle, it really works. And that I really like that about it. But I think it's also that there's so much emotion in it. Mm. And it... It really lands when it, it hits. It really lands when it hits. And it simultaneously manages to balance this real drama and real pain and real hurt with actually really light-hearted comedy. And isn't that the human experience? You know, when you go through sad things, sometimes you have to laugh at it or... Yeah. You know. And I think an amazing choice was to include... Have you seen it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, you know... Oh, we had it on DVD. Of course. Um, Yes, great film. Um, Perfect. Uh, (laughs) And um, so, you know, Shailene Woodley's best friend in it? Yes. Yeah. He's like the funny, like, sidekick character. Mm -hmm. But I'm so glad that they went in that direction because he also manages to have those moments of real, genuine vulnerability and drama alongside all his, like, quirkiness. Mm -hmm. It's just so good. Yeah, it's perfect because it just lands everything it does uh, so well. I mean, I remember watching it because you and maybe Kaylin or, well, you definitely were watching it and I think I hadn't really sat and watched it with everyone Uh, and I put it on and watched it on my own and I was like, oh, it's a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's really good. Also, I love. I think Shailene Woodley's great. Although I did have a period where I got really confused between that film and The Kids Are All Right, which is (laughs) (laughs) we have a a funny uh, little in joke about that. Yeah, we do. Um, Uh, But they kind of remind me. They're kind of. They're not that similar, but there's something tonally that's kind of similar. And obviously, Mark Ruffalo is just yeah. It is, but it's it's kind of that family. Yeah. Kind of. I'm not saying that, dealing, that I think the kids are all right. It's perfect. Yeah, dealing with struggles, dealing with them like the in, like the innate and inherent uh, troubles of a marriage and what mm. it takes to actually raise a family in amongst hardship. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's really great. I remember so in um, my film studies module in my second Ooh. year of uni, we did talk about the Descendants. Oh, actually. did you? Yeah, we did. And um, yeah, but he had lots to say. <laughs> Well, actually, a really interesting fact came out that the writer, the main writer on it, who I think also directed, mm-hmm. didn't want George Clooney in the film. Ah. And I think part of that was because... It's star power. Star power. Yeah. He he actually wrote it, because it's set in Hawaii, and it yeah. does deal with quite, I would say, localised themes, mm. especially to do with land rights. Yes. Um, and, and I think he thought that it would actually just take away from the script. Sure. Um, which was... His criticism, but I'm sure producers and stuff wanted yeah, Star yeah. to come in, or blah, 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 blah. But actually, what I really like about George Clooney is, in the same way he, him and Ryan Gosling both have this, I think, where they don't always have a huge amount of diversity, but actually they are able to really embrace a character. Mm. And they really portray sort of the inner workings of the character. Yeah. So they're not sort of character actors where they really become someone else like, you know, George right. Swinton can do, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, But they really can dig deep into the stuff that they need to. That is exactly where, the way I'd put it. Mm. So for me, The Descendants is a perfect movie. Wow. Let us know if you think so. <laughs> if anyone's seen The Descendants, I don't know who's seen that film. It's not that unfamous. I mean, it's is on it? Disney. You can watch it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so. okay. Let us, if, let us know if you've seen The Descendants. And, yeah. Uh, let us know if you think it's perfect. Yeah. I don't think I'd put it in the perfect category, but equally, I've only seen it a few times, and I liked it quite a lot, but it wasn't like, it didn't hit me hard. But for what it's doing, and the, I remember the script was really good, it was well-directed, 
I can see it being around that camp. I for think sure. it's what it's what, but it's the word you said, cohesive. Yes. It's very cohesive, in mm. my opinion. So Love that. Yeah. Beautiful. Great. Great. So what's one of yours? What's one of yours? <laughs> I've got a very long list here. Maybe I'll just say a few of them and then maybe if you want to pick one we can talk about more. Okay. You're struggling, going, you're struggling to pick one. Yes. It, it, nice for people to hear what I think is perfect. Yeah, sure. You know, we just pick one you think people will mm-hmm. like to hear most about. So some films I think are perfect. And there's actually a, a bigger list in my head, but I just didn't write them down. So one of them is a recent film, Parasites. Ah, uh, yes. One film that I've watched since I was probably a baby. I just remember watching this all the time. Mm. The Truman Show. Mm. Horror film, next one. Let the Right One In. Fantastic film. Okay, okay. Then Old Boy. Have you seen that, Park Chan-wook? Old boy, no. I've seen Boyhood. It's a very different movie to Is Boyhood. It? Is it very different? It's very different. <laughs> <laughs> why, why was that so funny? I, both well, boy. I hope that um, the viewers who've seen both those films also find that quite funny. Um, and then You've the, so red. <laughs> I just really made me chuckle. Um, and then the other one that yeah. I will mention... Mm. Oh, there's two or three more, I want to say. Oh, I mentioned I'll just them, say right? them all. Yeah. Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said that earlier. Yep. Yeah. Schindler's List, Edward Scissorhands, mm. and Spirited Away. Ah, mm. Spirited Away. I mean, there are a few other animations I could probably actually mention, but I won't go into those. Didn't I have Spirited Away at the uh, top of my top mm-hmm. five, actually? Yeah. I said it was actually the best Studio Ghibli. So you were right. (laughs) Evidently. Take it from me, lads. (laughs) Um, Why don't we pick Parasite? That's an interesting one. Because we do a lot of nostalgic movies, so maybe this is a nice time to pick something a bit more recent. Yes, absolutely. it's it took Western cinema by storm. Boon John Ho is the director. It won the 2020... Was it 2020? Oscar? I think it was 2020. Yeah. Because it came out in 2019 because I saw it before the pandemic, or was it during... Oh, it's too much. Uh, it literally was, was the cusp. Like, yeah, so it would have been the 2020 Oscar. Yeah, because it was the next year's Oscar. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, the year after. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so mm-hmm. won the 2020 Best Picture Oscar, not the Best Foreign Film Picture Oscar. The yeah, that, best that's, picture. that's why it, did, it was so like groundbreaking. Well, no, yeah, groundbreaking, that's the word. So, Parasite, I think I went to see that in the cinema. Did I see it with you first? Or I saw, no. my, I saw it my own, didn't I? This is what happened. Can you you tell saw me? it. On my own. Two <laughs> days later, you came to mine yeah. and saw it with me. Yes, because I said, we have to go watch this movie. <laughs> yes, you were basically like, we need to go see this film. It's like, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I went to go see it on my own. I go to the cinema on my own a lot. Uh, I went to see it on my own. I do sometimes too. And I was like, we have to go watch this movie. Mm. It's amazing. And uh, we watched it. And I don't think either of you were disappointed. No, I think it's a great film. I think what makes it perfect is because it's actually a film that doesn't really fit into a genre. Mm. It's kind of genre blendy. Some people call it horror. Some people call it thriller. Some people call it like twisty. And it, it's amazing because it sort of it's occupies its own space genre wise mm. and tone wise. I think that is really specific to the. I think the director director's style and just the filmmaker the craft is like undeniable it's beautiful it's so well acted mm. so fantastically lit and the design is fantastic um but then I, sorry hey, sorry i know i just remember i just wanted to say i remember when i watched it actually what stuck out to me was the lighting mm. even though it's not dramatic 
it's I don't know something about it felt very in, like encapsulating. It, it suits the world that he's building. Yeah, yeah. Which is why he's such a good director, mm. really. Uh, but then the script and the emotion is so raw and powerful, and that mm. protagonist, you just you really believe them as well, like why they would go through and do these things. And yeah. it goes a bit ridiculous, isn't the right word, but it really sort of pushes... Hyper real. Yeah, it goes there, but it totally makes sense within the world that, again, he's created. Mm. Uh, just an amazing director. Perfect movie. Uh, uh, that's all I can say. Interesting. Parasite, for me, definitely has um, the elements I was looking for, which were the sort of human experience... And the thematic exploration it of emotions. It explores class so well. Yes, it is one of the best movies I've ever seen at exploring class. It mm-hmm. is incredible. And it does it through very interesting motifs. Um, it's got comedy. Like, it's yeah, yeah. so funny. Do you know one of my favourite sequences in all of film, which I think is a perfect sequence? Oh, I've got two perfect sequences in my head. Perfect of sequences? Oh, yeah. we're going into greater know, detail here. But it's the peach sequence when they're trying the f- to. No, when they're trying to basically poison the uh, person who works there. To get yeah, to yeah, get. yeah, yeah. I do remember that. That whole yeah. sequence is amazing. When he yeah. does the, when he puts the, like ketchup in the, or well, it was not ketchup, but something in the bin. When they're trying to convince the woman, the one whose husband lives in the house, that the cleaner is like deathly sick with a virus, mm. and he like squishes the um, sachet into it, and picks up the the tissue with the blood on it, yeah. and that whole sequence of them collecting the peach and doing it, it's amazing. Yeah, perfect. I cinema. think one of the sequences that stands out for me is the revelation sequence where the guy from the basement comes out Ooh. and then there's the whole birthday party going on <laughs> and the father just absolutely loses it at the comment from yeah. the, the father of the family, the house's yeah. family. Yeah, he just, does he stab him or something? Yeah, he does, yeah. Yeah, 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 he stabs him. And it, but it's just like, it's, you know, when the camera goes to the father's face and it shows his, like, realization that he'll never be accepted in this class mm-hmm. it will not happen and his the, the rage just builds up inside and it's just how dismissive as well of you know that his daughter getting stabbed and yeah. how all the attention goes to the son and it's oh yeah it's it's great <sighs> the only thing i i didn't think it was a perfect movie for was i felt it was slightly too long no and i disagree with that fact I didn't say it was a fact. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with that thought, but yes, um, go for it. I remember the third act feeling a little bit extensive. The thing is, though, is I, I've talked. I think I've talked about this on the podcast, or at least I was talking about it with someone recently about how with films sometimes they feel when you're watching it, you're like, "This is quite long," but actually, once you've watched it and maybe a moment of impact comes, you're like, "Hey, that impact would not have happened if there was not that." breathability mm. so the power of the dog is a really good example i was watching that film being like oh my god this is long this is whoa. like I, i'm actually a bit bored here like come on and then there's a twist at the end and sort of everything you've seen is like different to what you thought it was and it really lands and i was like huh if you don't have that space and that time to feeling like you want to die uh of boredom <laughs> then does but it that's land? a very intentional effect and i think that is a very parasite does that though and Do that's why you? i don't think it's boring because you know it's when that doorbell rings and the cleaner comes around and they've all been sort of happy dappy in the house drinking all that stuff and it's just that absolute shift happens at that moment and it's just i think it's so well done i don't think it's the wrong length of time that's to me it's I, I, I remember the bit i remember feeling like it was slightly too long was the reading of the letters back and forth from the father under the house but that's at the very end though no i know but it's still but that's what i'm saying is 
that felt to me that mm. whole that whole ending sequence felt like I don't know if it needs this much breathing room. Oh, I think it does. And also because it just at the end and the whole thing with those letters as well is you don't know if the ending mm. is real. Is it, you know, the sun making up this fantasy? It lingers on such an unsettling open-ended note, literally note. Mm. Uh oh. Perfect. Interesting. Sorry, that's perfect. my perfect film. No, great. I mean, this is very subjective, this conversation, so... Well, like I said, yeah. yeah. But I think, it, I mean, filmmaking-wise, it has all the great elements, mm. and then it has great story, great script, and great characters. I mean... All round. I'm criticising it for not being perfect. Understand that I also think it is amazing. Like, mm. the line between perfect and where it is for me is so minimal. It's a slither. It's literally a slither. <laughs> but that is my one thing. I see, I see, um, I see. Yeah. Let's hear from the fans again. Have we got any Yes, good ones? I've got some fan suggestions. Fan, I don't know why I'm calling them fan suggestions. Contributors, that's what I'll call them. <laughs> Contributors. <laughs> Contributors, that's yeah. not how I say it. Being a bit Vegeta's, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Contributors to the uh, idea of what is a perfect film. Mm -hmm. And it's not what makes perfect film. This is perfect films for people. Right, yep. So I'm going to start off with one suggestion, which we do both enjoy this movie. Paddington. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, I wouldn't say Paddington 1 is perfect because I think Paddington 2 is better. Interesting. But I don't know what you think about that. There's slightly different... Paddington 1 has incredible one-liners. Mm, you do like those. Paddington 2 has an infinitely better cast and story. Mm. Characters and story is infinitely better. Which I think you can't make pick perfect just on one-liners, can you? No. But it's not exactly a bad story. No, I've not said that. No, no, no. I think what was what made Paddington perfect mm. in the eyes of some people, I'm not saying necessarily you or I, but in the eyes of some people, was the surprise element how good it was. of how good it was. Yeah, that's Because true. kids' films generally are n not great. Unless they were made in 2001. Um, good year, <laughs> good, good year. year. Um, yeah, generally, this is a bit of a blanket statement, but they're not that great. So when one comes along that taps into that childhood wonder and adult amazement as well, mm. you've got something pretty special on your hands. Good old Paddington. Yeah, it did that pretty well. And then the sequel followed up even better. Yeah, I know. Third one coming out soon. Well, I say soon, maybe next year. I think. Yeah, well... Uh, I would say that Paddington is a really good film. I'd say Paddington 2 is even better. don't know if i put it in the perfect category. It's pretty near perfect, to be what fair, What stops it being perfect? I don't know. Else. If you actually have to look at Paddington 2 and go... There's problems with it. What are the problems? There aren't really any, to be fair. Well. So I guess we've decided it's perfect. Well, no, no I mean... Not I mean, I need a bit more time to reflect on these. Like, even the list I came with, I had I actually thought about each of them oh, properly, so... Oh. Well, Making these quick, perfect decisions things. is too stressful. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure our contributors have been also <laughs> thinking about them properly. Yeah. But I can't decide very quickly on the snap okay. if um, Paddington 1 or 2 is a perfect film. Well, I think Paddington... But they're pretty close. Is, I think it's a good shout. Yeah, it's a good shout. I think it's a good shout. Well done to our Paddington contributors. Well done for a good opinion. <laughs> yeah. We've got one uh, film, which I haven't seen, which I know is an absolute crime. You and Kaylin, our sister, has, have seen it multiple times. Die Hard. Oh, what movie? <laughs> is it perfect for you? It's like a cult film now, to yeah. be honest. Most like, people like Die Hard. I think Die Hard is... This is what I would say about Die Hard. Simple story, well told. Mm. Well, there you go. It's the execution, isn't it? Execution is really good. Mm. That's why I think it's so famous. Like, there are so many action films that just go way over the top, so convoluted, or just 
downright silly. Mm. Diehard manages to keep a good level of action, have quirky characters, mm. and, you know, you have that thing you said earlier, like there's someone you root for. Yeah. You know, you kind of root for root John McClane. Ah. Well, yeah. is, it, is, it, is it a perfect movie? Or pretty, it's close to perfect in, in what it's trying to do? I'd say it's close to perfect in what it's trying to do. For me... Does it not connect it to the human psyche? It doesn't quite have that... <laughs> Gravitas. That, yeah, it doesn't quite have that. So I wouldn't... I wouldn't... I wouldn't put it perfect, but if we're going for by the genre, mm. it's pretty hard to find a better action film than Die Hard, I would uh, say. We've got a recommendation of a film that they think is perfect, which I definitely know you don't think is perfect. Oh, no. The Holiday. Oh, dear. <laughs> what a poor but choice. Per- maybe it's perfect for what it's trying to do. Christmas, warm film, romantic, love interest, you know, something. Okay, so, yes, but for that, you need to have good dialogue. <laughs> doesn't have good dialogue oh no sorry contributor but i have to strongly <laughs> disagree on that one that's frankie that is oh that's poor effort there <laughs> come on oh from you or from her from her oh right well, wow poor effort harsh there harsh yeah there. um i don't like the holiday i have to say <laughs> i do not like the holiday so it's not reaching perfect heights no we've got a recommendation for one which i think is a lot of people's movie that goes into perfect realm okay i think a lot of people call this movie perfect mm-hmm. it's the highest rated movie in IMDb, or second, okay. it is The Shawshank Redemption. Uh, yeah, to be fair, it's a great movie. I think it's number two. Mm. Um, What's number one? Uh, Les Antichables, I think. I have the Untouchables. Mm. Um, which is also very, very good. You should watch it if you haven't. But Shawshank Redemption, yes. Uh, great film. Yeah, uh, the person who wrote this said, it's got everything, humble hero, diamond in the rough, best friend, hero who is hard done by but succeeds in the end when no one expects him to mm-hmm. great movie i mean it's hard to disagree with that and that mm. has that thing i look for oh uh, yeah the gravitas it has that it has that real because it really explores close male relationships really well mm. and it really explores oppressive regimes mm-hmm. and I think those are two very, very interesting human experiences to think about yeah and it really looks at the power dynamics between you know guards and the inmates exactly. and lots of other the realities things. of the prison system politics and all this stuff yeah and there's a really beautiful ending actually they end up on the island on the beach they're on the beach yeah because yeah. he says he wants to go down to uh, Mexico and open up a hotel <laughs> and then Red gets out of prison and he follows all his clues and he ends up down yeah great story actually I remember when we first watched when I first watched Shawshank because our dad was saying oh it's on TV tonight we should watch it because mm. it was I think one of his favourites yeah um, and yeah, I remember him saying what he said about Shawshank Redemption was he could watch that film over and over again. Yeah. He could watch it on repeat. Mm. And that's probably a good sign. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Repeatability. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I have spoken about how sometimes watching the movie is like an insane experience that you kind of don't want to yeah, one time relive only. it one time only. Yeah. But there's not many films like that. Uh, and even then, I wouldn't necessarily say those films are perfect. But they were just such an experience. It was like, woo! Princess Kaguya was one of yeah, the Princess few. Yeah, Princess Kaguya was one. Yeah. All right, so some more. The Princess Bride is a recommendation. Oh, I do love The Princess Bride. It's so good. Also, it's it has Willis so Shawn in it, which you know. That's just immediate. Yeah, so that puts it up movie. there. <laughs> the thing is, I don't know with Princess. Like, I love The Princess Bride. We grew up watching it. It's super fun. It's got great characters. A kind of silly story, but, you know, again, done really well, and there's that tongue-in-cheekness. Yeah. Uh, whereas, you know, I don't know if people kind of like the, maybe Jaws thing, I don't know. I don't know if people now would watch it and immediately be like, it's a great film. Mm. As in, they would connect with it. 
unless you grew up with it. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I think I, I, made, know. I, think I, I think made my boyfriend watch it. I don't think he was that impressed. I, think I, don't, was know. Like, I don't know. I think... Uh, maybe I might be wrong. It's, it's imaginative. I think The Princess Bride is very close to perfect, really. Again, for what it's doing, it's very nostalgic for us, mm. like we've said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it, definitely that a favourite of That mine. one's hard to separate from the, yeah, just my own love of that movie. I know. It's, it's definitely a favourite movie. Whether it's yeah. perfect, I need to... Again, I can't decide right now. I need mm-hmm. to mull over it more yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's one suggestion there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> somebody suggested Moulin Rouge. And then um, she said in brackets, because I know you hate it, Cassia. <laughs> I... We talked about Mulan. Yeah, we have. We talked about it in our musical episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But she said, dark romance, but beautifully entertaining. And I think, again, it's hard for me to comment whether it's perfect or not because it's just a taste thing. It's not that I think it's bad. I don't think that Baz Luhrmann's a bad director. Mm. It's just not something that I would pick to put on. I don't necessarily enjoy his movies. But I don't think he's a bad filmmaker and I don't think that the movie can't be good within what it's trying to do interesting i mean for me i remember watching and thinking while i was watching it there were some bad elements and and so for me that that takes off i don't like it but i can see why people like it Mm -hmm. you know i think that's what you said last time Ah, we'll just rehash. (laughs) there you go go. um and then another one someone suggested which is a very it's sort of like shawshank redemption space where people are like yes hailed as one of the greats forrest gump says great story great music great special effects and acting was thumbs up yeah i'll agree with all those things yeah i never loved forrest gump but i think because i didn't really grow up watching it so again it's sort of when you come back to it a bit older a bit later i was like yeah it's pretty good pretty good but it didn't like connect with me 100 percent. but i can totally understand why for some people it's like absolute favorite it's mm. a it's a really well done film it's not robert zemeckis is it is it robert zemeckis no I think it is Robert. Is it? is it? I think it is. He's been all like. over the place. He's all, you know, all these favourite films. Let me just quickly check. He's got, he's Robert got his name on everything. Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump, Forrest Gump. Directed by... Forrest Gump, 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 Robert Zemeckis. There you go. Oh, excellent. Told you. So he has been See, all over the place. I should just trust my film knowledge. Actually, yeah. you, you get me to doubt it. I d- I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I'm joking. No, I mean, um, fun, really fun film to watch. Uh, definitely has those moments where you kind of experience... Well, you have really interesting explorations of human experiences through, obviously, Forrest Gump's eyes and his his own experience as a person with... Is it like... He has, like, learning difficulties? I think so, yeah. Yeah, and um, the way he navigates the world is very interesting to watch. What I don't like about Forrest Gump is it is, unfortunately, a glorification of America. And mm-hmm. I think what it needed to uh, do... You can't have that in his perfect movie. No, because it, it needed to more critically think about what it was exploring it shows a lot of different periods of american history but doesn't ever really address the actual problems with them it just sort of shows them in a nice light Mm. and i think that does a disservice to but but can't you just have that can't you just have a film that is light and is you know embracing the joy of human life i guess but i think i think it's trying to be a little bit critical but it actually oh, fails in doing that. Oh, right. So it just kind of doesn't go... You think it's like the hint is there, but it doesn't quite go all the way. Yeah. And right. it, the subtlety argument, I wouldn't take either. I don't think it's well done in that way. Fair enough. Fair but enough. I do enjoy watching it. Like, don't get me wrong. It's a fun film. I see. Yeah. Very good. Um, so we've got a few other suggestions. There's some really fun ones here. Oh, yeah. Sister Act. 
and the parent trap i mean Amazing. pretty much close to perfect in my eyes we've spoken about both of those on the podcast check out uh, yeah. season one yeah so. and, and season, season two parent trap was season two wasn't it <laughs> sister act uh was season one yep parent trap season two excellent so yes yeah, so listen to our a breadth episodes. of a breadth of episodes you can exactly but uh, absolutely perfect yes i mean mm. it's hard to disagree with those uh okay if i'm trying to be honest oh actually I think, just, I think they're great films at what they are trying to do. Parent Trap is like one of the best kids films. Mm-hmm. Great family movie. Yeah. Iconic in so many yeah. ways. Sister Act, brilliant comedy, musical comedy, really lets all the actors shine. A fun. Actually, the story's really original for Sister yeah. Act. Actually, yeah. I think the story is great. Uh, I'm trying to think about it. The does, it, does, it does it hit you with the human psyche element? <laughs> um, no. Yes. I actually I think Sister Act does. I think Parent Trap doesn't quite. No. Um There you go. Because if so for example, if we're talking about family dynamics and I look at the parent trap versus like the descendants, mm. the descendants is a lot more nuanced, a, a lot more, more interesting. Rich. A bit more rich. I see. Yeah. Alright, well there you go. Just two more films to say. Uh and for shame, I've not actually seen this all the way through. I've seen bits of this movie. Hit me. I love the opening though, it is amazing, so I need to actually watch the whole thing. Which is Goodfellas. Sick. Oh, I have not seen Goodfellas. Why don't we watch it tonight? Could do. It is great. As in, I've seen the first 20 minutes and they were amazing. I don't know why I couldn't finish watching it. I haven't seen a lot of these, like, gangstery films. Mm, a lot of those ones come into top favourites. You know, it's like The Godfather, the Godfather Goodfellas, Goodfellas yeah, yeah. Untouchables, etc. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that go up that list. So. And I know in terms of, like, TV shows, isn't The Sopranos, like... A, Sopranos is, like, the, the heralded as one of the best TV shows yeah. ever. And there's, like, The Wire and things, which is also meant to be very good. So, yes, anyway, Goodfellas. I've not seen it all the way through. Can't out comment if it's perfect, but I do know a lot of people think that Goodfellas is perfect or yeah. extremely great. And a lot of filmmakers reference it as a film that made them love filmmaking or is a pretty perfect movie. Mm. A um, lot of people really like um, Taxi Driver. Yes. But yeah. I, I wasn't hugely taken mm. by it but also it's hard like if it's not a genre you necessarily watch a lot or that you necessarily like are you always going to struggle to think of a film as perfect if that's it's, true you know like it's hard for me to think of Moulin Rouge as perfect because I personally just don't like Baz Luhrmann's style loads yeah so yeah, that I doesn't mean, mean it can't be perfect I know and, and the thing is I try my best to be objective you mm. know i it's obviously hard i don't think anyone can be truly objective but like you know i try and keep that in consideration mm. you know i try not to let my love of of one thing say like one genre say that this isn't a good film or something you know? true but yeah well so i will watch goodfellas is basically what i'm trying to say at the end of all of that <laughs> yeah um, and there's one more something suggested which is baby driver mm. which i didn't love but I think... I can't remember why I didn't like it that much. I think it was more to do with the representation of women in that film. That was a bit... Mm, a bit over, but... I think it's... Yeah. Um, but some people... This person said, perfect soundtrack, perfect opening, perfect ending, electric editing. Ah, I will agree on that front that editing was fabulous. Yeah, the editing And the really soundtrack good. is great. Mm. Really good. Um, I think if you like this sorts of, those sorts of films, you like Edgar Wright, I think you probably would really like it. Maybe I'm a bit biased because I didn't click with the film it didn't gel with me so i couldn't put it in the perfect sphere i, I actually thought the performances weren't very good in baby driver if i'm honest from mm. all of them i think they were meant to be stylized though and i think if they're all stylized if it's cohesive stylization of acting then i think it works. i didn't think it was well there you go that's g's opinion 
Yeah. Sorry to the Sorry person who thinks Baby Driver, but, but it's it. You're right. It is stylized, and it gives it a go. It gives it a good go. It gives it a good go. B plus for effort. Yeah. So I recently watched uh, Drive for the first time, 2011. Yeah, because I made you watch it with me, right? No, I I watched it by myself. And then I watched it. Yeah, then you watched it. Um, And that, a lot of people loved that film. And I think some people would even put it in perfect. I didn't think it was perfect, but similar to Baby Driver, I think it does do the vibe Mm. well. So, you know... Fair enough. Maybe Baby Driver has the good vibe. Maybe. You know? Oh, I just discovered some more suggestions. Oh, okay. I'll just I'll whiz through them. Yeah, give it a go. We've got The Great Gatsby, which is also a Baz Luhrmann movie, so... Also has Tobey Maguire in it. Ah, yes. And Leo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Elephant Man. I have not seen that. I don't think I have either. So we go back and we put that on the list. Yeah. And then The Prestige, which I have not watched, which I really no, want to watch. I that really is want a to watch. Nolan classic, yeah. right? Yeah. It's always, like, at the top... Of his Nolan films, it's always like number two. So I really need to watch The Prestige. Yeah. And I, it's on the list. We will. I we'll really watch want to watch point. it. We watched um, Memento together, so. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We'll watch it. Yeah. Then somebody said Spirited Away as well. Oh, of course. Classic. And then somebody said Edward Hands, which I also said. Mm. Beautiful movie. Tim Burton, my absolute favourite Tim Burton movie. I love Tim Burton's early era of filmmaking. I wouldn't say I'm the biggest fan now, but back in the day, amazing. He got a bit too commercialised, I think. <laughs> Well, what are you going to do when Disney's offering you X amount of money to make these films? Yeah. You know, it's a tough life. Well, tough. Edward Scissorhands is really good, actually. Oh, beautiful. You know what I'm surprised is not on your list that you read out to me? Uh-oh, what have I forgotten? The Babadook. Yeah, I was thinking that. You I mean, went on about that film. It is great. I've not, I, I didn't watch it because I am a wee bit terrified <laughs> of a horror film. I don't know, but I don't know if I class it in the perfect movie. I, I think it's a great horror film. One of my favourites. Um, perfect. Um, Again, I haven't mould on it enough, maybe. One of the writers in The Guardian, um, our, our dad actually showed me this, they put The Babadook in their top films of the decade, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jordan Peele had The Babadook in his list of, of best horror films, mm. favourite horror films. So, I mean, oh, hey, heck, I'll throw The Babadook back in. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Heck. Heck. Oh, why heck. not? Why not? Yeah. It, it's great. <laughs> yeah. So well done. Oh, you- so creepy. It's a 12, and... It's one of the scariest things I've seen. I have no idea how it's a 12. Because there's no jump scares, really. Yeah, but it's terrifying. What does that sound I, I mean? watched it for like five minutes. I was I ran away. <laughs> no, I was not feeling yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's really... It just says atmosphere so well. And her performance, the main character, is like, ooh, very disturbing. It's all very... Well, the whole thing is disturbing, let's say that. Uh, really brilliant filmmaking. Really great story. Just a well-done horror all round. Mm. Pretty perfect, actually. Pretty yeah. perfect, indeed. Yeah. Um, but there, there are some other perfect movies, like I've said, that I know generally are sort of considered as sort of perfect. What might make the, like, IMDb or... Yeah, it's like The Godfather, like I said, Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, um, Fight Club, stuff like that. Mm. Stuff with a good twist, you know. I do like a good twist. That's why... Oh, not to ruin it, but Old Boy is amazing, so go watch that, please. Okay. Don't yeah. expect a twist. I can't, I can't imagine M. Night Shyamalan is up there too often, though. He likes his Six tea. Sense is good. Yeah. I mean, so, uh, is it perfect? Mm. Six Sense is all right. It's pretty good. It's no, pretty... it is good. You're right. I'm being a bit harsh on Six Sense. I'm being I... a bit fajitas. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's it's just because I watched old and that's just completely <laughs> ruined my... That's, uh, you know. But out of all the films we've talked about, yeah. can you pick the most perfect from any of those we've said? Or is it still The Descendants, your perfect movie? Well, I did want to talk about another one. 
Okay, go for it. I wrote my dissertation on Blade Runner, right? <laughs> but I wouldn't say Blade Runner is a perfect film. I would say its sequel, Blade Runner 2049, is a perfect film. Is it now? Yes. It is really good. And the it. reason it's perfect, uh, it's the best sequel I've ever seen in my life. Ooh. Let's just put that out there. Even better than Sister Act 2? That's tough. Sister Act 2 is pretty good. Um, yeah, no, I think it's the best sequel. And I'll tell you why. Because it mirrors American history over its 30-year gap between its first one incredibly. Mm. It And it not only does that, but it develops all the themes that were in the first one and takes it into a new light for a new age. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly, incredibly well done. And all the things that were problems of the first one, i.e. representation of women, mm-hmm. uh, that, that was pretty much the big issue of the first one, um, <laughs> they really turned that on its head. And people criticised Blade Runner 2049 for its representation of women. Actually, I think they misread what was going on. Mm. And it's so well done. So Interesting. Just for reference, uh, in Blade Runner, basically women are very secondary and pretty much just the love interest. In fact, there's a bit of sexual abuse going on, oh. um, which is not good. But then in Blade Runner 2049, it's actually that the main character realises that he's being held back by sexualization of women mm. is holding him back from actually being a functioning member of society, essentially. Uh-huh. And so the film just basically tears down those walls. And I'm like, wow. That is... Wow. Well, it was a very interesting step. It's just incredible. Amazing. Just incredible. You um, can read my dissertation if you want. Uh, no, thanks. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. Put it on your blog, someone will read it. Actually, it is on my blog. You should... It is, it, you should... <laughs> you don't have to. But there, I do have uh, an article about... Um, do you have a mini version of the dissertation? Yes. It's pretty Basically. much a mini, mini version, but it also includes um, a video game as a sort of... Nice time. Well, if that if tickles your fancy, then go listen. Listen? Go watch. No. Read. Go read. <laughs> which so, one? So many senses. <laughs> I know. Like, which one's which? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I even have more perfect movies on the list, but I just didn't say them because there's too many, to be honest. Do there you are have... more. There are more animations. Okay. But have, you, have you got on your list your top? Not What's really, top? No. no. I can't say. I can't say that there is one most perfect movie there are movies which i consider perfect and i've said a few of those how about have you got one that not only is perfect for you but is also just your like favorite film to watch well i mean there's a lot of those as well oh right i see it's too hard okay um it is quite difficult i'd say i mean get outs on my list here really could do with that yeah i like jordan peele and i've liked the things i've seen i even liked nope i just didn't I love, love Nope, and I couldn't even tell you why. I just thought it was amazing. <sighs> I know a lot of people who really didn't like it. I couldn't handle, like, God of War showing up at the end. Really <laughs> I thought weird. it was so great. I thought it was so, like... I just thought it was so silly, but in the right way. I just thought it was ridiculous, but smart. Anyway, never mind. I won't go into it. Right. Anyway, I loved it. I mean, I, I've got Get Out on here. I've got Iron Giant. Oh. Pretty perfect. We might be doing an episode about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Twelve Angry Men. Great film. Haven't watched it. There's a lot of good films. I mean, they're good. There's a lot of perfect films. The, the Descendants, I will rewatch and try and decide if I think that is perfect. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I mean, in my head, uh, the kids are all right. It's a bit, it's a bit higher. So. Do you think? <laughs> I can never tell if we actually really love that film or just think it's a complete joke. <laughs> okay. I, I'm never really sure. I think it is quite good. No, it is actually quite a good film. 
wouldn't call it perfect. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just Mark Ruffalo doing that weird handshake bit. Hey, hey. hey. Yeah, it is really funny. <laughs> it means you just did like this handheld, handheld, this handshake gesture that Mark Ruffalo does in the kisses. It's right. really and awkward it's really and funny, funny and cringy. Really like, and that's just a classic. Like hello means you do to each other. Like, yeah. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> um, anyway, side note. There. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad we got to find out like. You know what other people think as well. You know, perfect it's movies and what makes a perfect movie. And they're all quite diverse as well. I mean, yeah. you Google perfect movies and the same sort of five, six come up. But actually, when you talk to people, you get this list. There's a lot of variation, and it just shows that it's always going to be tainted by subjectivity. Of, of course, everything has to be. But I mean, a film to hook you in has to be doing something right, even mm. if we don't necessarily like it. Yeah, it's got to be doing something, something and, good. And I think it's the idea that there is perfection and difference. Yes, it's not one thing is perfection it's as long as they're kind i think we kind of both agree that as long as what the film is trying to do is done really really well that Mm. it can be perfect yeah yeah that's a beautiful note to end the season on it's excellent like we're we're perfect this podcast is perfect like that's us right right (laughs) 2001 was perfect 2001 was perfect oh we need to go into what films came out in 2001 apart from spy kids harry potter and lord of the rings spirited away spirited oh wow i know Incredible, huh? Uh, the Incredibles is also another animation I would put in the perfect category. Yeah, actually, it's probably... It's at least the best Pixar. I think it's perfect. A perfect mm-hmm. movie? I don't know. I couldn't complain about anything with it, you know? Mm-hmm. The reason Lord of the Rings is not perfect is only because there are moments in each of them where you do get a bit bored at different points. So... Oh, I never I get know. bored. I just think it didn't need to be there. Well, is that the same thing as being oh, bored? Maybe. maybe, <laughs> just maybe. Like, it's like when they're in Lothlorien for a long time, like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> We need to get going. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Sauron is yeah, on the move. coming. <laughs> Let's, Let's get going. <laughs> That's what I think. But So we finished this episode now, finished the season. Yeah. How do you feel about this uh, theme as the final episode? You're a bit unsure before we start yeah, this I'm, one. I'm glad. Happy now? I mean, I think we've, we're kind of embracing our last episode is like where we get to explore something different, you know, mm. something a bit, um, something more to do with cinema and film rather than just nostalgia. Yeah. But we will always continue to explore our nostalgic movies because there are many. Yeah, people keep saying, oh, when are you going to do this film? When are you going to do this film? I'm like, I don't know because there's too many, man. Mate, (laughs) we haven't got infinite time. We haven't got infinite time. We've got 10 episodes a season every two weeks. I mean, like, we can't fit it in, you know. I've yeah. got we've got work to do we've yeah, got how, two seasons how are you feeling about it great um, we've got some exciting things coming in season three about yeah, season two definitely do season three uh, we've already planned our first episode so mm-hmm. you know it, we might take a bit of a longer break than we did last time which was only about a week but equally might not who knows oh yeah oh we did a little um, live yeah that was we, yeah we probably will do a live stream yeah in the next few weeks just to talk about what we did in season two, yeah. what to expect in season three. So that will be happening. So keep your eyes peeled on the Instagram and yeah. all the old places. Uh, please go back and listen to episodes you might have missed. Yeah. Got loads of episodes now. 20 episodes. Yeah. Season one, two, I know, 21, technically. So we've got a two-parter of uh, Ooh, the old Oh, yes, of course. Our first two-parter was this Very season. Exciting. Very exciting. And uh, we basically will definitely be doing a season three before the end of this year because Christmas, mm-hmm. Halloween, we need to hit those. Yeah, oh, of course. we got to get of the course, themes mate. right, so um, those will be happening. Quick question. Mm? Do you have a favourite from this season? Favourite? Episode. Oh, gosh. Uh, I feel obliged to say the Lord of the Rings episode because it's, like, my favourite film ever. Mm-hmm. But equally, I think the musicals episode had 
the most fun recording. That was a really, really fun time. <laughs> that was really, really fun. So that was a good one. I really like um, our Disney episode, mm. not because it was the Disney episode, but I always think of when the little Instagram video you did of, of me looking like Prince Naveen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time. Loads of people love that, that all, one. That was all Cassie's idea. So. <laughs> I'll take the credit for that you one. The, the brains behind the operation, yeah. evidently. But yeah, so stay tuned wherever you get your podcast. Keep updated on the Insta and we will see you in the next season. Have a wonderful time. Till we see you next. Till we or see you next. Till you hear us next, shall we say. Right. I'm getting confused now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>